Hello, and welcome to the Nature of Nantucket podcast. I'm Rich Blundell, the disruptor in residence at the Mariah Mitchell Association. Listeners may know that Mariah Mitchell was an advocate for bringing more imagination, beauty, and poetry, also known as art, into the sciences. Her perspective is manifesting this summer as a special Oika art exhibition that will culminate at the Mariah Mitchell Gallery at 33 Washington Street and as outdoor installations around the island. Over the past several weeks, I've been interviewing the cohort of artists who will be exhibiting their work. You can see links to these previous episodes in the show notes. This week, we pick up our exploration of how art and the lived experience of nature can help us heal people, places, and planet. Here is a conversation with the multimedia artist Dakota Clearwater LaCroix. I think we're really starting to talk about Oika now, which is really referring to this intelligence of nature, which is ecological, which comes to us when we play, often when we're when we're in a state of play, because so much of our other cognitive structures are at ease, things like ego. So I think that's what we're starting to talk about now, is how the intelligence of nature can be communicated to to a human, whether that human is an artist or a writer or a economist, whatever, um, a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and how then that intelligence can become embedded within us and then it can become embedded within uh, what we do with our lives, you know, the, the outputs of our life. So this is, you know, moving us toward today, which is we find ourselves in this, yeah, in this opportunity to try and create something, to try and awaken this thing in, in others you know, for the sake of yeah, I think you said flourishing. it best. Awaking, yeah, yeah. So, what are we going to do? I mean, we have, you know, we have a small budget. We have a summer, and we have a place, and we have a cohort of artists, and we're trying to come up with a a program really that that can that can seed this conversation in a culture. What are your ideas? Yeah, uh, how long is this podcast? 20 minutes. So we're already over, but, <laughs> but, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll edit it uh, into something that's like, you know, can be played in the 20 minutes. Slot, I, I, but then I'm going to keep the full episode as an Oika podcast independently. Why don't we start this section though? I, I, I want to hear what you're going to say, but why don't we start the section with what, yeah. you know, who you are as an artist as well? Like what, how, how do you yeah. sort of see yourself as an artist? And then we can segue into the summer. Yeah, labels are always really challenging for me. If you go to my LinkedIn page, I've pretty much narrowed it down to the word creative. I've used creative content producer in the past and filmmaker, uh, podcaster I've been labeled, multimedia artist, and really, I'm really challenged by this word, but I, I would say the closest thing you could probably stick a label on me would be you know, a multimedia interdisciplinary artist, meaning I have a toolkit of coming from cinematography and motion picture, early photography to um, more intimate and kind of uh, self-contained projects with audio. But I've realized that Rich, it it always kind of has a theme to me or an importance of journeying out into the world, into the wilderness, into people's homes, um, whether it's walking there, driving there, 
backcountry, you name it, having a conversation, listening, connecting with that conversation, and then returning back to culture, taking these um, these stories, these information, usually from multiple perspectives. That's the other aspect of this. You know, when I'm often talking with somebody, if I am only talking to one person, I'll attempt to discover the whys of the space that they inhabited, the physicality, the mind space as well as the spirit space. So I'll, as an artist, I'm, I'll kind of go out into the world, explore, as I said, bring that material back, put it into a container, whether it's a feature length podcast, a film. Um, but ultimately I realized one of the things that I really valued that I had not played with was the temporal nature of it, much like the seasons that we have. And so the final encompassing piece often will be either in a theater or in a lack of a better word, immersive space or a gallery space and which people can then hear those distant stories that I journeyed off and collected and also feel them and witness them in a, in a different way. So there's, there's always kind of a process to my work, Rich, that involves a little bit of this kind of exploratory nature and adventurer and returning with this elixir and and it's still perhaps led in trying to figure out where that gold is but in the alchemy of that comes when i'm actually presenting this piece and it's in another form in its physical form where people can maybe see the light touch it um and have dialogue amongst themselves and with the piece. So there'll be haptics involved, you know, the, the feeling of sound or the feeling of the experience. So I'm really fascinated, Rich, long and short of it, of exploring the emotions and feelings in the way in which we actually receive the story. Because I think that really affects um, how people will carry it with them and potentially create something themselves and or dialogue about it. And then my, my greatest hope, Rich, is that whatever I work on and create will find a life of its own in another person and they'll make it their own. Yeah, again, that all sounds very oika, which means so the synergies make a lot of sense to me. And I can attest to the fact that, you know, you are you're doing what your kid did you know what the child did which was to have that relationship with that place and to have go into con conversation is i think the word you used go into conversation with mm. it let it change you let it inform you let it embed embed its intelligence on you and then repackaging that through story but you're also um and i see you doing that with all of our collaborators too like it's not just about the forest it's also about people like that you are i see you i see you doing that very thing that you're talking about which is to engage you know deeply emotionally with an open with a vulnerability and um and, and hearing what it has to say i mean i see it i see it every day and it's been it's been really great to uh to witness and to work with yeah say, you know yeah thanks for that i would say the the why is really matter matters to me but also the perspective for instance coming down to Nantucket and with via your introduction through Oika and, the, and Mariah Mitchell in this project, not only 
is it so valuable to dialogue with the other artists? But once I'm in that space, now I can start to dream about it. Now I can imagine, well, okay, if there's this person, Mariah Mitchell, and she's in, why is she staring at the heavens? What was happening in her life? But then it's that perspective of what is a, okay, so if I were to come scale down from that, what are the, what's happening in our atmosphere? How are the birds actually viewing my visitation and or this landscape? So I then want to capture that if I can in the story from the perspective of the bird. And then at the ground level, what's happening around me and why? And so I, I'm really fascinated by scale and perspective as well, uh, driven by that why. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I am, you know, we don't need to, to, the idea is that this will be serial, that, we, that we'll check in with you occasionally and see how this thing progresses. So I'm going to stop asking you to tell me what you're going to do because I don't think it's defined yet. And that's great. But I will say this, that, um, you know, Mariah Mitchell was a, a 19th century woman of, of science and of Nantucket uh, and of Quaker mm. Quaker sensibilities. And uh, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see, you know, when I hear you talk expansively and imaginatively and, um, you know, with, with, with very little constraint on what's possible, how you can come into some kind of comfortable uh, relationship with the puritanism of the day that we're talking about. Not that, isn't not that, that Oika? <laughs> yes, isn't that? Is. I mean, really, like when the when the when the you tell me, like when the damn universe was formed. I mean, or our existence. Like what? Well, here's what the thing. came I, together. I, I, yeah. I, oh my gosh. I, I think like, I can't even wrap my head around that. Well, you know, we know, like you and I know so much more than Mariah Mitchell did about about our astronomical circumstances like we you know we like just teaching us even more now of course <laughs> of course and it's a beautiful thing i think she's you know a, a pioneering thought leader in in more ways than you know i can say but my point is that she yeah. didn't know about the cosmic microwave background radiation and what it says about the interconnectivity and the continuity of all things and so it's just going to be really interesting to see how you wow. Um, how you can stitch these things together in a way that some emergent epiphany, for lack of a better word, can you know is becomes available. That's what I'm really interested to see. Um, and we can do that. We can do well, it if we if, yeah. if, if if we just yeah. keep on following your all, the protocol you've already got established in you, which is to listen to the world and to be in relationship with it. That's all we got to do. And the oika, the ecological intelligence, will will guide us. We're kind of like intergalactic detectives. <laughs> you know, honestly, like when you mention the cosmic, you know, background radiation, I, like to me, that's like the ultimate garage band. Like I kind of get it. And yet I know exactly what you're saying about like it. There's deeper information there. Um, well, cause it's in an us. example. Even we, we're, we're in it we're, we are still yeah, playing yeah. out the, the dynamic that's captured in that image. And what I'm saying is Mariah, that shag bark hickory tree they're all ingredients in this in my in my curiosity yes. in my naive curious world and so one of the interesting clues an example would be uh, are these meridian stones on the island of nantucket that are 
that would help them, you probably know more about mm-hmm. this, align. One of them was outside of Mariah's house, an observatory, and then the other was down the street outside the Quaker meeting uh, house, a few hundred yards down. And this is what they would use to realign magnetic and true north. And mm-hmm. I'm going like, I-, I can't even wrap my head around that, but it just sounds like the coolest thing ever, especially when news is coming out very recently of the inner core, the magnetic earth maybe slowing or 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 changing and it's like mm. wow well okay. it always has i mean what, we've had how powerful we've had mm. we've had 180 degree pole reversals that are recorded in the seabed like when when a rock cools yes the magnetic crystals align in in alignment with the north pow, north south polarity of the earth and there have been instances right. if you if you you know if you if you Take a, it looks like a barcode. If you were to look at the polarity of the ocean floor, it, it flips from, from north becomes south and south becomes north at, at very, you know, specific times over geologic scale. It's, it's, and it's not patterned. It's random as far as we can tell, but we, and we don't know why it happened. But I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, Mariah Mitchell had, a foot in both worlds. You know, she often called mm. for more imagination, more creativity, more poetry, more beauty in science. But she was also, you know, doing science upon which navigational, you know, navigational rules had to depend. And so she was she was both this sort of strict longitude, latitude, yeah. You know, but she was just like a strict kind of reductionist before reductionism was a thing. And but she's mm. also but she's also a fully imaginative human being. And um so yeah, I would have been cheating off her in math class, that's for sure. Yeah, but and then there's this thing where a lot of what she wrote has been lost because uh, we don't know exactly why. We have theories about you know why was so much of her work burned or destroyed by her sister, right? Or I think it was her sister, and um, why? Like, I mean, I mean, it's easy to just say, oh, it's because of these were things that we didn't think would be appropriate for the time, but. But we don't know, and that's the bottom line. And yeah, no, I, I've heard a little bit of the history on that. Of like, there was there was fires at the time, and and part of it was when these fires would happen, uh, a lot of people's journals and or writings would catch fire and go into the air, and and so part of it was just privacy, I guess, in some ways as well. I mean, there who who knows? But who it, knows? it is interesting history. But she does um, offer us glimmers of someone who is very. Um, forward thinking you know she had some ethereal thinking friends and um so and she did some very progressive she her some of her i know she wasn't political but some of her actions and some of her words were very um yeah uh, progressively oriented anyway uh so it'll be really interesting yeah. to see and i know you want to include a mariah mitchell uh element to whatever it is we do well, there's a, she. She to me is an invitation. She is a an invitation to look at a little bit of maybe where we were, as you say, like at that particular moment of seeing the world, mm. experiencing the world, and maybe where there are some clues of where we've grown from that mm-hmm. on a healthy path and a not so healthy path. And yeah. so I'm. That's where I'm kind of excited. So really, the point of it, Rich, was I think even in bringing Mariah Mitchell is. It's, it was the habitat and the space in which she inhabited that is a potential map for current day Oike explorers, current day curiosity mm-hmm. to um, have a play. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll strike a balance between, you know, the facts that are required, but also the imagination, you know, and just be, yeah. and just be clear about them, be clear about when, what we, the difference basically. So, okay. So, so yeah. what about the film? So you and I have been with others have been talking mm-hmm. about uh, a short film or some kind of documentation, not only of the art projects that are going to happen this summer, but of just the bigger story um, of, yeah. of Oika really, of what, what is this, idea of oika um mm-hmm. what's your what are your thoughts on that like where do you feel like we're at with this film this film is is a this is like the the never-ending story and so i think the space that i think we're at as co-creators on this is giving people context giving people a, a again an invitation and so i think the way I see it is we've we've recorded on on a green screen and some interviews, but really this is an opportunity for us to get up to speed to this current moment. And I think here from you and the experiences that have brought you to this moment and the people in which you've engaged with to continually craft and um, hone this lived experience into a, a shared story. And so that may sound very grand, but at the nuts and bolts of it, it's like our origin stories matter. Our, our experiences matter. And, and so I think, you know, I feel like we're, we're at a space of playing with that, like taking those elements and using imagination of potential animation and other visual storytelling tools to um, show that emotion, to show that, to tell that story. Um, because I think it's, it can be challenging. I mean, you, the intelligence in here, right? There's, there's just different, there's so many modes and processes to, in which to enter this, which is, kind of the beauty of it and it's can also be its curse um you know it's as if we're all going to the same location but some people want to ride a bicycle some people want to go by kayak others are like i'm walking this and so i think i see this current space that we're in right now is a really powerful time because it's it's really you know you mentioned that plateau piece but i actually that makes a lot of sense to me because I think there's, it's almost like you're, you're in both spaces of looking back to see, it's almost like you're looking back in this documentary, in this space and the experiences that have been lived and had are actually speaking to you anew with potentially new meanings and new stories, especially from the way I've witnessed uh, been a part of this journey in the last year, but the way I think you're continually, you and Rita and others and the artists here, we're, it's like we're moving this thing forward while at the same time looking back. And a visual just came to mind of like the first time that they looked at Mother Earth from outer space and the, to hear like the the personal story of like what that awe felt like. And so I think we're in this unique space of like, 
you're being able to look back and potentially retell and reshare these stories in a new, fresh, engaging way, while at the same time, it's shifting and informing the context in which we're engaging and documenting and potentially going forward with new experiences and experiments. Mm-hmm.